I'm going to move my dog because this light is going to kill me for the next hour. (laughs) It's heavenly. It is. You look like an angel. You're a goddamn angel. It's got to be a good sign, right? Yeah. Or I'm a vampire. I'm a vampire from Twilight. Oh, you're glowing. I see. I see. I'm like, wait a minute. Doesn't that kill vampires? Oh, not on that show. Audity Files Podcast. All things creepy. Cryptic. Otherworldly. Oddity Files, the podcast. So, guys, have you heard of paraboxmonthly.com get ready for this it's kind of cool every box contains an amazing soft style paranormal t-shirt and a content card these items also contain a hidden password okay once discovered it'll open up a new mystery online how cool is that if you can solve their challenge you'll be entered into a monthly drawing for free merchandise so cool. So here's all you need to do. You head to paraboxmonthly.com and add promo code oddityfiles. And you're set. Check it out. It's paraboxmonthly.com, promo code oddityfiles. Check it out. Hey, guys. <sighs> Happy fucking Mer- Mercury retrograde. Sweet Nick, Jesus. you feeling it? I'm feeling it. Oh, I've been feeling it. I didn't realize that Mercury was in retrograde until you said it, and I'm kind of relieved because it explains a lot of things. So It's been about two weeks. Ugh. So those of you that don't know and haven't heard me bitch about Mercury retrograde, what it is is it fucks with communication, all kinds of communication. And I couldn't get my microphone to work, and Nick had weird errors he's never seen before on his garage band. So, But we're here, and I will prevail and Nick will prevail. Fucking Mercury retrograde. It can't stop us. Fuck a retrograde. Nothing's going to stop us. Why don't you tell the listeners what they're listening to? You are listening <laughs> to a podcast called Oddity Files. I can't hear you. What the fuck? <laughs> I saw you say it. So yeah, this should be real interesting, kids. It's going to be a fucking roller coaster ride of emotion. I'm Kitsy Duncan. And I'm here with the lovely. You're frozen. And I'm frozen. But I'm here with Nick Floyd in case you're wondering. We'll probably give this maybe three more minutes if it doesn't get any better. Let's do let's just do it another day this week. What do you think, Nick? <laughs> you can't hear me at all. God damn it. <laughs> Well, I went from crying in the shower this morning to laughing hysterically because I control nothing in my life right now. Just the pieces I heard of that were great. I heard, I, I heard crying in the shower, and then I, and then I heard laughing, and then I heard nothing. Yeah, that about sums it up. Perfect. That's, That's my been life. my day. Yeah. Same. <laughs> Oh, so any of you new listeners who are wondering what not to do during Mercury retrograde, you're not supposed to buy any electronics, especially like large appliances. You're not supposed to sign any contracts. 
Um, and if you do, just make sure you look over it very well because what Mercury retrograde does is it messes with communication. And I've seen it in my posts because I spell shit wrong all the time and it says what I didn't even want to say. So just be careful. I believe it ends the 23rd or the 28th of July. So there is an end to it. But right now there's like five different planets in retrograde. But what it's supposed to do, all these retrogrades, again, my internet connection is unstable, is it's supposed to open up your life for the things that are supposed to be happening right now. And Nick has no idea what I'm saying because I'm sure I'm frozen. Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> that is correct. Somebody called Disney because you frozen. <laughs> oh. Oh, that was good. Nick, do you want to build a snowman? <laughs> if it'll make this day better, you're goddamn right I do. <laughs> and on top of all this bullshit, it is hot as fucking balls in oh. Indiana right now. It's ridiculous. Yeah, it's bad here, too, because we're supposed to be getting lots of rain, and the rain is not coming, which means it's just going to get hotter and hotter and hotter until it rains. Exact same. It's yeah. been supposed to be raining for like a week now, and it just sprinkles yep. here and there. Good times. So, Nick, you know what I, I did? I went shopping on eBay. I shouldn't have. Shh, don't tell my husband. I put it on my credit card so it's not coming out of the bank account. But I found a Ouija board of sorts, but it's called The Angel's Talk. Oh yeah, that's that's one of those Christian <laughs> Christian Ouija boards. It's a Christian Ouija board. I am not the planchette is made of glass. No, it's not glass. It's it's old, so it's yellowed plastic. Oh, but look, it's two little angels making a heart. It looks like a purity ring <laughs> <laughs> or a chastity belt. I'm not sure, but it comes with the board and a booklet. I haven't read the booklet yet because I'm afraid it'll make me even more angry than I already am. Oh, but my yeah. goodness. It's, well, I just turned to chapter 10, and it says Thomas and the Angel of Purification. So I don't know if you're supposed to just only be able to talk to angels or what the deal is. It did say something really hilarious on the box. It said, a spiritual message board that gives everyone direct access to the angels. So it's like a phone to heaven. The angels talk spirit board. What's the year on that? When, when did that come out? 97-ish. Oh. I mean, it looks 97-ish. So I just, I never knew these existed. And I just got on looking for Ouija boards and it came up 10 bucks. eBay. Nice. Everyone's trying to make some money. Even, even the... <laughs> Even the people who were against all the demonic stuff were like, ah, let's go ahead and market our own brand. Let's talk to angels. Exactly. And this this is actually, that was a side-by. This is the Zira message board adult party game. But it is like the most intense. We It's got words. So you can have like a full-on 
conversation with the dead. Oh, wow. Oh. By the packaging, it's obviously the 70s. See those scarves on these women and those haircuts? Oh, and 100%. those sideburns on dude man over here. Oh, they all have the same haircut. All the, all the dudes have the same haircut. Why is it called an adult party game? I don't know. I haven't opened it. I can't wait to find out. It's supposed to have all the pieces. I literally just opened the, the box it was delivered in, like, right before we start. Oh, I bet that's what fucked everything up. <laughs> the board is haunted. It probably is. You probably let it loose in the house. I probably did. Well, you know, if it'll potty train my dog, I'm fine. Yeah. Check out that planchette. Yeah. Nothing says 70s like a a, a pointer. That's <laughs> like some like this. Kama Sutra shit. That's that's yeah. There's definitely some <laughs> freaky freaky stuff going on with this board. I should probably close it. So I saw one of these like three years ago. Um, Carter and Clayton and I, we were featured guests at a, a little convention of sorts. And we went to a dinner afterwards, and the house of the people who were putting this on was fucking amazing. But they found one of those in their attic. And I have been looking for one, not very hard, but looking for one ever since. Yeah. So. What's the damage? Like, what'd you, what'd you spend on that one? 70. Oh, that's not bad. No, they were asking 85. I, I sent an offer of 70. I didn't think it was too bad at all. No, that's really, it's, you know, it's interesting to, cause like that stuff is so off my radar. It's like, well, what's the value of that stuff and how, I don't know. How has it like held up over time? So when you find stuff, like when I was looking for that Bigfoot board game I have, I was, yeah. I was looking and looking and like, I had no idea what the value of, cause there were like three on eBay that weren't selling for like $200. And then I found one that was oh, like, yeah. that was like the 40 or whatever that I spent on it. Cause it was an estate yeah. sale and someone didn't know they had it and whatever. So I'm always curious of that. Like what's it really worth? Yeah. I think those are going for about 70 right now. Those Bigfoot games, they usually have like one or two pieces missing. Right. Because that's what I check eBay for. Because I still want one of those, but I can't bring myself. I, I need to pay forty as well. I'm not going to pay seventy if you paid forty. I will find the one on there that's forty bucks. <laughs> yeah, in time, in time it'll happen. But then when it does, you're like, it's it's the worst feeling. Because I uh, I've been very big into vinyl since quarantine started and stuff. And because I'm home, I'm home. I can put records yeah. on. I can do that. And. I'm just going through and like, what's my, what's one of my favorite albums? Google it, Google it, see what it's worth. And I was visiting a friend at her record store, uh, this over the weekend. And I was like, oh yeah, one of the records I'm really trying to find is the Into the Wild soundtrack on vinyl. And then she's like, oh, you mean that one up there? Yeah, we, we have one. Uh, we're selling it for 160 And I was like, uh, I, I want it, but I, I can't. I can't. I, I just yeah. can't do it because then you got to buy it and if you're going to listen to it you're like wow i spent 160 dollars to listen to this vinyl it can't be an investment p it's just a whole cluster and it's hard because you found it you've like found the grail piece and yeah then you got to convince yourself like do you spend them out or do you keep looking and hope that one day you're going to find it for or just start saving up and hopefully when you can uh, when when you've got that money for it it's still there yeah that's how my mind works yeah i'll sell a kidney for a vinyl well, I might for a Ouija board as well. It just depends on the board. Yep. Yeah, it'll be. I'll be happy. It'll be great. And then, like after three listens of the of the vinyl or like three playthroughs of the Ouija board, you're like, "Fuck! I shouldn't have spent that money." Exactly. 
exactly. Yeah, pretty much. I don't play with them. I just keep them up on the shelves and look at them and go, you know, I got a pretty cool collection. <laughs> but you I don't do. know where the fuck I'm going to put this ginormous box. Oh, you got to frame just, it. It's, what did you say that is? Like two feet by two feet? <laughs> That's very large. They couldn't fold it? Like the board couldn't fold? Well, I mean... Think about it, though, with the, the planchette moving, you, do, you don't want the fold because it'll get in the grooves, but the angel's talk is folded up inside here. They give of no course. fucks. No, well, because the angels, they'll just move it over the grooves because of the power of, of angel of magic. angelicness. Yeah. Exactly. It's fine. Guys, you can see pictures of my awesome eBay finds on our Instagram I put it in our stories, and then we stick them in the highlights. You can search by episode. So if you're new to the show and maybe working your way backwards, you can always go back and check. Um, oh, I got a shirt in the mail yesterday, same day as my big board, from Parabox Monthly. And I'm telling you guys, they may be a sponsor, but... I dig their shit. Um, definitely check them out. I posted pictures of the Whaley House shirt. So the shirt's super awesome, perfect quality, not too thick, not too thin. But it comes with these little cards that tell you a little bit about whatever haunted location is on the shirts. And this was the Whaley House in San Diego. And funny story, my friend Dave Schrader had done an investigation there and actually got kicked and fell over. On the Holzer files. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know that I want to go there anytime soon. It's not like he's an old guy and his, like, knees are just going to give out. But he, he said, not kicked. Maybe it was kicked or shoved. But, I mean, you're seeing, you know how they got the static cams up in the ceiling? They use, like, ring cameras or whatever. And he just goes yeah. flying across the room into one of his uh, co-investigators. Forget that. I don't want to be touched. Because the moment you're touched... You become, you, there's, you're at risk. Oh, they touch me all the time. I just don't want to be shoved. <laughs> <laughs> I always tell them to touch me. I mean, I've been on in places like to eat, and I just feel this tap on my shoulder. I've been, I was on a cruise ship for work one year in the silent disco, and I felt two taps on my shoulder. Yeah. It happens very rarely, but when it does, I'm like, yep, it's haunted. Oh, that's really neat. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Very, I think um, the last time it happened on an investigation was an asylum here in Indiana. So, But it Ooh. doesn't always happen at haunted locations either. It's just whenever they want. Wait, at Carabas, you're sitting there enjoying a <laughs> all-you-can-eat pasta, and all of a sudden you just double tap. Hey. I'm here. Now, if they just kind of whisper something in my ear and, hey, my name is so-and-so, don't be scared. I just wanted to say hi because I know you're a weirdo. That would be a little better than, you know, is that a muscle spasm? But literally, it's two taps. <laughs> I would love that. I would love the whisper to be like, save me some breadsticks. <laughs> I would, too. Just tell me. Just tell me. Well, I saw your video the other day of the chip bag moving. Yeah, so that was weird. I have a five-minute video, which maybe I'll put up in the uh, the Patreon, but yeah. it's it moves on command. I asked if it's Anna, 
and it moved. I asked if she liked the puppies and it moved. So I don't know. It could be there. My air conditioning fan was not on. It was cool enough up here. Some guy in the group said that there are fans behind the, uh, the iMac that I use. And that could have been it, which it very well could have been. I'm not going to automatically say, Oh, it's paranormal. But the fact that nothing like that's ever happened before. And I eat Belveda for breakfast pretty much every day. Yeah. Uh, but I was sitting here doing something and just started moving. And it could, I mean, yeah. static is also a, a, a thing too, like with those, with that type of fat, like where the, it just depends, like with all electronics, it could be static, but it was very, it moved with a purpose. So that's why I would like, it I did. would lean more to paranormal for sure. Me too. Me too. I'll have to uh, upload that to YouTube so you could at least see it, Nick. You'll get a kick out of it. I do. Yeah. Um, yeah, but for those of you that didn't see it, you should absolutely join our Facebook fan group. It's just Oddity Files fan group on Facebook. We also have just a regular Facebook page, which is Oddity Files. And we have a TikTok that I've been kind of neglecting because I now have two dogs. And one of them is a sassy little shit. And she doesn't let me do much of anything right now. So... <laughs> Yep. And Nick Puppy knows life. the Instagram and the Twitter. Yep. Surprise, surprise. Oddity Files. At Oddity Files. Yes. You're killing it, Nick. <laughs> killing I <know>. it. <laughs> I feel good. Feels good. Um, I did have a quick paranormal in the news. Let's see which one I want to choose. Oh, this one was in our Facebook fan group today as well. And my internet is being super suckish. Oh, here it is. So, Nick, I don't know if you saw this, but uh, photos of UFO hovering over forest are the best flying saucer sleuth. No, best flying slot. No, <laughs> best flying saucer. <laughs> I haven't had a single drink. Best flying saucer. And there should be a comma there. Sleuth has seen in 40 years. So um, a freaked out witness took pictures of the scene before rushing home, where to his amazement, he had captured the UFO on five frames. He sent the snaps to Polish ufologist and journalist Robert Bernatowicz. That's so wrong. Um, but is keeping his name secret. The man fears he may have suffered missing time, air quotes, um, when UFO witnesses report a gap in their memory, which means under hypnosis turns into an alien abduction experience. So, Nick, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to share this picture with you. It's the one that looks like the shit from Wizard of Oz. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yes, it looks yes. straight out of the night, like some 1930s, like Metropolis type thing. I just, I, I was like, what in the hell is, they would, no alien on Earth. Well, I mean, obviously not on Earth, but no alien in the universe would fly around on that shit. They'd look not at it twice and be like, no, looks like a, look, looks like a, uh, a spinning top. <laughs> no, it literally does. It looks like the spaceships they talked about after Roswell. I mean, yeah. not like you know, fabric, but I, I'm, looking, I'm yeah. like, I really thought that at this point in time, UFOs would look like they were straight out of Independence Day. Yeah, you'd think. 
there's nothing aerod. The thing looks top heavy. It looks like it it could just collapse out of the sky at any point. There is no yeah. science to that ship. It just looks like a. It looks like the Liberty Bell. <laughs> it looks like an old toy from like the 1940s, and I th- I feel like he's got a selfie stick and a fishing line, and he's just kind of <laughs> holding it up out there. It's literally what it looks like. Yeah. Over it. Done. Paranormal in the news. Done. I just had to bitch about this guy trying to pull one over on us. But devil's advocate. Would what if that was just like a different alien life form that hasn't been back since the 50s? I mean, very clearly is it it was in Russia, right? Yes. Russia or Poland. It's funny because that ship that I when I saw the story, I was like, this looks Russian or Polish, wherever it was, it, it like it, it matched like the architecture. So I'm just like, literally maybe blending in. I don't know. It looks just like those those like ice cream like roofs in like Moscow or wherever the hell. It yeah, it does look like the the yeah the ice cream cone roofs from Moscow. Hundred percent, that's what it looks like. I don't know what the true it's architecture just... name is for that, but I like ice cream roofs. Yes, I do too. Also, I want to clear this up. Uh, there was some amazing photos of the Loch Ness monster that "quote unquote" resurfaced over the last oh, yes. week. Those images were from 2018. They just happened to resurface now. So, oh, is is that the video you sent me? Yeah, I was pretty upset about it because I mean I missed it, but also I don't remember what happened a week ago. So I could have seen them in Same. 2018. Exactly. But, but I don't remember seeing that that video. I've, I've, I I don't unless they just surfaced over in the UK and we didn't see them, and now they're over here because you know every every other country is like two years ahead of us. So in everything, yeah, that could be that could be it. But I, I read um, an article. It was like Yahoo finally picked it up, and they were like, while this you know footage and, and pictures are from 2018, that's finally resurfaced now and it's getting the traction that it deserved back then. So. Uh. Who knows? Maybe it like wasn't big news, and then now because everyone's quarantined and stuff, they're like, "Well, let's let's try this story again and see." And we it, got it, nothing else to do. Let's get excited about cryptids, people, and really shitty yep. spaceships. Guys, I'm pretty excited to tell you about this new product I'm using. Soul Drops are sacred plant supplements that boost overall wellness by enhancing your mind, body, and spirit. See what I did there? Made with traditional healing plants, this special microdosing option empowers self-healing and performance optimization. Soul Drops allow you to power up physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. Again, see what I did there? With only a few drops per day, Soul Drops can empower your self-healing and optimization. Now, I'm not kidding. I found Soul Drops on a social media ad, and guys, I'm shocked at the results. I'm not even kidding. I'm not making this up. I am shocked at the results. My moods have leveled out and I'm sleeping better. So Soul Drops is brought to you by renowned shamanic healer and herbalist Vlada Talan. She uses an ancient process to offer all natural, legal, and safe microdosing. Her master plant formulas have transformed the lives of thousands of people, including me. So I figured out a way to get you guys Soul Drops at a 10% discount. Are you ready? Head on over to souldrops.net and type in Oddity Files, 
one word, in the discount code box. I got the Master Trinity set, and I tell you what, this stuff works. So head on over to souldrops.net and remember to type oddity files, again, one word, into the coupon code to get your 10% off. And you know what? You can just thank me later. Guys, have you heard of diedinhouse.com? This is pretty much the coolest thing ever. Ever feel like somebody's watching you in your house and you don't know why and you're the only one in the house? Did you know real estate brokers are not obliged to tell you if someone died in the house unless you ask? Yep, I found that one out the hard way. I mean, it's certainly not a checkbox on a Zillow site, now is it? So are you looking at houses and don't want to move into a murder house? I mean, I do, but I understand that it's not for everyone. Well, now you can find out who died in your house or any house for that matter, and usually what the cause of death was as well. And we have a way for you to save money when you do. Of course we do. Check out diedinhouse.com. Save 10% by using promo code OddityFiles, one word, no spaces, before buying or renting a home. Get informed about everything. Use diedinhouse.com to learn the house history. Again, head to diedinhouse.com and enter promo code OddityFiles, one word, at checkout, and you'll save 10%. Okay. Should I tell a story? Are you ready for a story? Have I forgotten anything? Uh, No, I think, I mean, yes, I'm ready, and no, you haven't forgotten anything. <laughs> Real quick. Oh, I know what I did forget. You guys, we have a TV show on Amazon Prime. Please check it out. I'll love you forever. That's all I'm saying. Start with season three. That's it. I'm done. Okay. So I have a story. And it was, here's the deal. It was sent to me by someone. And I didn't write this story. But it's my hometown, Bloomington, Indiana, urban legends. And even my children haven't even heard this urban legend before. So it was either Marjorie or Hannah, or somebody I'm completely forgetting, but I, I can't remember to eat some days at this point. It's really that bad. So I apologize, and if it, it was not either one of you, please let me know, kitsy.oddityfiles.com. So this story is The Bloomington Hatchet Man from AmericanFolklore.net, written by S.E. Schlosser. And I've read an S.E. Schlosser story before for Christmas. I like to read, you know, haunted Christmas stories because that was the thing back in the day. But here is the story of the Bloomington Hatchet Man. And that story goes a little something like this. Oh, I should preface this by Bloomington is a college town. Okay. (laughs) There were warnings all over campus about a hatchet man who had supposedly abused and killed a woman in Bloomington. All the girls were warned to walk in pairs and to stay in brightly lit areas if they had to go out at night. The sophomore and her roommate were staying in an empty dorm over Thanksgiving break. Since both their families were out of the country, they had grown very bored as day followed boring day and night followed boring night. Tired of staying inside every night for fear of the hatchet man. Her roommates suggested they have dinner at the local bar and the sophomore agreed. 
The two women had lingered longer than anticipated. Been there, done that. And it was almost midnight when the sophomore, more than a little drunk, decided to walk back to the dorm. Her roommate was busy flirting with the bartender, so she headed into the dark, silent streets alone. Ladies, never fucking do that. That was my commentary. (laughs) The sophomore had forgotten all about the hatchet man's warnings. It wasn't until she took a shortcut through a dark, creepy alley that she remembered there was a desperate murderer on the loose. The sophomore shivered, feeling suddenly sober and very much alone. She felt as if hostile eyes were peering out at her from every menacing shadow and darkened doorway. She quickened her pace. Was that heavy breathing she heard behind her? Were those footsteps walking in time with her own? The sophomore broke into a run, heart pounding fiercely, sure that someone was following her. She darted onto the college campus, zigzagged through the buildings, and flung herself panting into the dorm. She pounded up three flights of stairs down the hall and slammed into a room, locking the door behind her. It was only then, leaning against the door with her heart racing, that she started to feel foolish. There was no sound from the hallway, no footsteps, no heavy breathing, no hatchet breaking through the wood of her door. She'd been a fool. The sophomore staggered into the bathroom to wash up for the night, leaving the door locked behind her. She kept glancing into the mirror to make sure that everything was secure. The scene in the mirror was normal. There was no sound in the empty dormitory. Everything was just fine, she told herself. Then she remembered that her roommate was still at the bar. She didn't want her roommate to walk home alone, so she called the bar and asked the manager if he would arrange for her roommate to be brought home in a taxi. Before Ubers, I'm assuming. (laughs) The (laughs) The music in the background was loud. She wasn't sure if the manager understood her request, but at least she'd tried. The sophomore curled up in bed with the reading lamp on, determined to wait up for her roommate. But the combination of heavy drinking and her earlier fright sends her into a deep sleep almost at once. And she didn't awaken until the sun came pouring in the window early the next morning. She woke with a hangover, rolled over, trying not to be sick in bed when she looked across the room and she realized that her roommate wasn't in the bed on the far wall. In fact, it looked as if her bed had not been slept in at all. You know, she'll be there. It's just the walk of shame's got to happen. I know Bloomington happens all the time. Okay, so she rolled to her feet, heart pounding with dread. Maybe her roommate had spent the night in the lobby. Her roommate had done that once before, out when partying until the wee hours of the morning, saying it was just too much trouble to climb three flights of stairs. With trembling hands, the sophomore unlocked the door, wrenched it open in search of her roommate. The unmistakable, faintly metallic scent of blood smashed into her nostrils as the door swung open. That was her only warning before her shocked eyes saw blood spattered all over the walls and floor of the third floor hallway. She screamed in terror, leaping backward away from the partially decapitated body of her roommate which lay dead at her feet her throat was slit from end to end and blood pooled under her dead body the nails on her outstretched hands were torn and splintered where they had scratched desperately at the wooden door 
a black shadow lay across her roommate's body. She looked up in a daze, her gaze following the black shadow to its source. Embedded in the window frame near the entrance to the staircase was a blood-stained hatchet outlined in the light of the rising sun. Dun, dun, dun. I love urban legends so much. Wow. That's, yeah, that's a, that's a good one. That's like a classic, good old, like, know what you did last summer type urban legend. And nobody I know from Bloomington has ever heard this before. And I know we have a few listeners, Hannah, Olivia, I'm calling you out, who who are in Bloomington that I wonder if they had heard it as well. But none of my children... Um, have ever heard it. Uh, they had heard of Step Cemetery, which I have investigated there. It's literally not even a 10-minute drive from my house. Um, Spirit Box was fierce. I cried for no reason. We got, you know how you take pictures? Well, I, I, this doesn't happen to everybody, but you see those pictures that are allegedly paranormal where there's like smoke and weird lights in it. Mm-hmm. We got one of those, too, and I've, I've never believed in those in my entire life. So, yeah, um, someday I'll go over the urban legend of Step Cemetery in Bloomington, Indiana. But this, again, came from the AmericanFolklore.net, written by S.E. Schlosser. And, guys, whoever sent this to me, I fucking appreciate you. I can't find the paper trail of how I found it, but I'm Alzheimer's years old, and it's retrograde, and it's pandemic and fucking black lives matter so back the fuck off okay nick you i i have a i have a question for you it's a sad question yeah do you think with the day and age of technology and like the tiktoks and all that shit do you think that urban legends are kind of dying i do i really do yeah Yeah. I, i mean you think about it my kids grew up with cell phones and all that stuff and, and again, it's going back to what we talked about last week and, you know, people are all wrapped up in their lives and celebrities lives on their phones at this point. They're not in the present. They're not telling stories to each other like this anymore. I think that's why I like to tell them. Yeah. It's like, it. it's, I think that, that, uh, here goes Nick getting all philosophical again. Get philosophical. Uh, <laughs> I think that our society was like built on storytelling it's all about it dates back to like before television and phones and all this where everyone just gather together and tell stories and i think the cool thing about urban urban legends it's like it reminds me of like halloween night as a kid where there's that one house the one house that everyone had this story that's like oh if you go up there and one of my favorite things of all time is we had a house in our neighborhood. No one ever saw this woman. I grew up in this neighborhood. No one ever saw this woman, but it was like, it was always creepy house. Always. And there were years, like, you never went up to the house. You never went up. The lights were always off. You never went up to it. And the neighborhood kind of built this urban legend around who she was and what she did and stuff. And one year, one year, (laughs) she leaned into that shit and... Someone had done it or somebody, I don't, I don't know how the word spread, but she had dressed up, very good makeup, as a witch. And yes. you'd, not, you'd, you'd go up and there, her lights weren't on, nothing. You'd walk up, you'd knock on her door, she'd open the door and she'd say, what do you want? And she'd be like in full on witch garb. I love and then her. She'd give you candy and then chase you off of her property. And <laughs> it was amazing. And it became this thing that's like, 
No one's haunted house. No one's little like front yard haunted houses met anything. No one's, you know, getting 16 candy no. bars over this house. That didn't matter. Everyone in the neighborhood was talking about this, this house that was a legend for years. Yes. And she was leaning into it. And it was such a cool full circle. But all that to say that I think that, yeah, I think it's having the, the urban legends, even though they're like silly and super localized, like they should never go away. But I think they kind of are. Yeah. And it's sad. Did you have an urban legend? I think I've asked you this again, Alzheimer's years old. We, we've discussed your urban legend. You did a story on your urban legend, didn't you? No, I think... It's funny because I was so interested in like just everything paranormal that it was, I was, just, I was open to everything. Like I was out in, in, in the panhandle floor looking for the Bigfoot and looking for the Chupacabra and looking for these creatures and ghosts and all that. Like I was just super open to it that it just, I, I don't even think we had any urban legends really. And they weren't going to tell you because you'd be like, um, yeah, I, I've been there and I checked it out and it's true. Yeah. It'd be like, <laughs> surprise, motherfucker. It's like, I just, I, I think, yeah, I think that, that, I don't know, I think urban legends are, are the disconnect. I think there's there are, there are two types of people. There are people who lean into paranormal stuff and love it, like you and I and everyone who listens to this podcast. And then there are people who just kind of live life and like don't really watch movies and don't really care what they listen to. And those are the people who get a kick out of urban legends and like this yeah. creative spooky storytelling that they can tell their friends to like scare them. Yeah. It's really cool. And yeah, I think, I think the, the TikToks and stuff, I think with rando nodding and with, you know, all that, I think it's kind of taking away from that piece. Cause it was all about, yeah. You had to hear the story from somebody else. Yeah. Yeah. No, absolutely. I remember, you know, summer camp. I mean, I didn't go camping and I wouldn't go camping anymore. But the kids in the neighborhood, you you were everybody was out till a certain hour, but you'd get your flashlights out and you'd sit in a circle and you tell ghost stories, which were these urban legends. And everybody was terrified and everybody was make trying to make shit up and scare everybody. I miss that. I guess that's what this is. We, yeah. we are letting this tradition tradition go on. And I will say on TikTok, that's what I do is I tell creepy stories. So maybe that'll catch on at some point. We'll see. Yeah. It's, everyone's retaining stuff. It's crazy. Like, you know, talking to like the youth today, they retain things really well, which is, insane to me but they do like they'll hear something and then they can repeat it very clearly what it was so like i think if they did hear a ghost story or did hear an urban legend they could repeat it much better than i feel like like we could when we were younger where it was like a game of telephone whereas like these kids now can just like it's here i mean that's what tiktok is they learn these damn lyrics and stuff and then they record themselves singing it or talking it in time and it's crazy but it's true so like yeah I, I we need a new shirt that says like keep urban legends alive or something i don't know <laughs> yeah let's make us a meme urban legends cannot die legends can't can't live if they i don't know i was gonna say something crazy there but i lost it <laughs> it is retrograde Speaking of, 
Lordy B. I was going to say, speaking of retrograde, I had I, <laughs> I had my episode. I, I like worked on my episode, and, and it was a very long story, and I condensed it down and put it in my own words and stuff. And then, out of nowhere, gone. Just completely gone. The document, did, the document didn't save, just wiped. Yeah, so I'm going to tell that story next week. But in the meantime, there is a story that I had heard. I've heard very little about. I'm a big, like, monster guy. I love a good monster story. I love a good creepy creature with red eyes and stuff like that. I'm, like, a sucker for it. So this story I didn't really know a lot about, but it hits close to home. Yay. I can't wait. Tell me a story, Nick. So when Henry McDaniel and his wife returned to their Enfield, Illinois home after a night out, they were initially greeted by their two young children, but then things quickly went south. It was around 9.30 p.m. on April 25th, 1973, and McDaniel listened with concern as his kids recounted a truly freaky story. And that story goes like this lil and henry jr had become terrified after a strange quote-unquote thing had tried to come into their house through the front door naturally mcdaniel chalked it up to an overactive imagination and put the kids to bed later that night his own quote-unquote imagination ran just as rampant when he saw what his kids had seen yeah oh yes After being woken from his sleep by strange scratching sounds, McDaniel grabbed a gun and a flashlight and peered outside his front door. There, between two bushes, he saw a creature that he described having an almost human-like body. What? It had three legs on it, a short body, two little short arms, and two pink eyes as big as flashlights. Okay. There's even a photo of what his screen door looked like the morning after. No. Yes. Make sure you get that so I can put that on Instagram. Oh, you better believe I will. So in fear, McDaniel fired four shots, hitting the creature once, causing it to make a hiss much like a wildcat before it ran off toward a railway embankment. McDaniel was shocked when it jumped 50 feet in three jumps and left his sight soon after. The police found footprints in the dirt near McDaniel's home that appeared dog-like with six toe pads. The authorities thought McDaniel, quote, rational and sober in his initial reporting, though the man's story would soon become a joke to countless locals, as they do, even back in the 70s. Yeah, because why why believe that? Yeah. Of course. Um, In a press interview, he said, if they do find it, they will find more than one and they won't be from this planet, I can tell you that. Oh. Which, maybe not the best wording to use to not be a laughing stock of town, but also but pretty... I feel for him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you see something like that, like, of course it's going to get in your head, and you're going to be like, this is an alien, of course. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so backing up his claim was the report of 10-year-old Greg Garrett, a neighbor who said he saw the creature half an hour before McDaniel did. Unfortunately, it was later discovered that 
Little Garrett, his freaky story was a hoax to tease Mr. M and have fun with an out-of-town newsman. No. Fucking kids. Yeah, but Little Garrett didn't know what he was talking about because then McDaniel saw the creature again. No! Yes. On May 6, 1973, he called the radio station WWKI and said he encountered the being at 3 a.m. that morning. He said it had been teetering on the railroad track near his home, but he didn't fire at it. Instead, he simply approached it. WWKI News Director Rick Rainbow (laughs) was so enticed that he later explored the area himself, which I didn't look to see where this, if this um, was this news, this radio report was archived. I didn't, I didn't check. Oh yeah, that'd be cool. Um, I'm sure it is. And I'll do that research this, this week. Uh, Rainbow later claimed that he saw a quote, ape-like creature standing in an abandoned building near the McDaniel house and his search party purportedly recorded the creature's screams before firing at it, causing it to flee. Get the fuck out. Yeah. This is the, this is the radio station host, Rick Rainbow, saw the Mr. creature. Mr. Rainbow. Yeah. Mr. Rainbow. Happy McDan- pride, by the way, everybody. Oh, you damn right. Happy pride. <laughs> happy pride month. It should, it shouldn't be pride month. It should be pride forever and ever. And ever. Yes. McDaniel saw the quote thing again several nights later, but when he called the cops, they began to threaten him with incarceration if he kept blabbing about it all over town. What? His his silence didn't do much to stop the legend from spreading, however. Five men from out of town were arrested days later after having fired shots in the area and claiming to have photographed the creature. Uh uh. Yep. And over the years, from 1973 to this day, monster hunters have swarmed Enfield, Illinois, with no conclusion in sight. No satisfactory explanation has ever been found in regard to this creepy story. Where are these fucking photos? That's what I want to know. I know. Fuck it. <sighs> They're worried. They're going to be called crazy. I will believe them. They just need to know that. I am your people. Show me the pictures, people. And I didn't had no idea there was no en- there was an Enfield, Illinois. I thought you were going to the Enfield Poltergeist right off the bat. <laughs> they are there. Yeah, I don't even you know even when you when you search Enfield, Illinois creature, there is a drawing like a sketch and there are photos of the damage that the Enfield creature has caused, but there are no photographs, which makes me think what happened to those photographs. And because those men were arrested for firing shots, very, very interesting. I smell a cover up, Nick. Well, it's interesting that the the cops literally were like, "Hey, McDaniel, shut up about this shit." And then right. five hunters who had photo evidence were then arrested. And then the photos I think are these gone. These cops were some men in black wannabes, and they were nipping that shit in the bud. Yeah. Oh, I think so too. I think I think that the concept of like the men in black, I think that it was 
the idea that these small town police officers and these small town sheriffs and stuff had the opportunity to feel like they were more than what they were, especially in the seventies. So they could call and say, Hey, we need, you know, we hear that this thing is happening. We understand we need that shit shut down right now. Are you capable of doing that? We're, you know, we're from the U S government. And then these guys can be like, well, yeah, you're damn right. I'm going to shut it down. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, yeah, for sure. So I, I would love to hear Mr. Rainbow's voice. I'm not going to lie. Um, because I'm sure it was like some rocking good time. KWLPQ. <laughs> it absolutely was. You better believe it was. <laughs> I, I'm going to look it up. I'm going to see if I can find it. I, I'll, I'll send the pictures to you and then I'm going to try okay. to find, I'm going to try to find that archived news reporting from the WWE KI or whatever the station was. I just had like a random memory of my childhood pop up because I was living in Illinois for a big part of my life till we moved to Indiana. And there was, what radio station was it? God, I don't know, but it had little Tommy and Uncle Lair and it was animal stories. And it was, it might've been syndicated. I don't know, but they'd tell creepy stories on AM radio. And my mom would listen to it every morning. There's, Absolutely every reason I should be as weird as I actually am. And they'd go, Little Tommy, and it was Uncle Lair. And it was like a five-minute segment, like every week-ish. I don't know. I was pretty small. But I think it was the <laughs> Loop Radio. Any Chicago people, let me know. Reach out. Tell me more about – I think it was Animal Stories. God, now I'm – But, yes, I, I have just discovered – why I'm so fucking creepy and cryptid and otherworldly. I blame Chicago radio. <laughs> Sorry. There you go. Full circle. See what you did there. It's just whoop, just yeah, right around. It was a rant and I totally took everything off the rails. So I'm just going to apologize real quick. There's nothing to apologize. We're nothing. We're all about being off the rails here. You know that. <laughs> True. It's actually my favorite thing in the world to do. It is my favorite thing as well. That was an amazing story. And again, blown my mind that I've never heard it before. Yeah, it's uh, it's funny. I feel like I've heard, I've seen like movies reference it or something. I feel like there's been some sort of re- reference. I don't know, somewhere, but I, I, I've heard Enfield, like the Enfield monster or Enfield creature or something. I, I've, I've heard that before. So, so he doesn't uh, have like a legit name. It's just the Enfield creature. Okay. Yep. I love that stuff because... It hasn't been talked about enough to like have a new name, so it just is like this flat base, and that adds mystery to it, and I fucking love it. For sure, <laughs> I love for it. sure. <laughs> Real quick, before I forget, I'm gonna see if I wrote this down. Real quick, I saw a movie that you would love on Amazon Prime, and if I've talked about this already, I apologize and cut me off immediately. We'll talk about it next week because it's not on there. But it was <laughs> aliens and it was in the 50s and it was about a radio station oh, and yeah, yeah, like yeah. operators. Yeah, the vast so of night. Oh, you've seen it. Have we talked about it or have you seen it? I haven't seen it yet. I haven't seen it yet. But they made the movie for like $3,000 or some shit. So beautiful. Yeah, it's insane. I, I really, really, really want to see it. It did really well and got a lot of stuff. But I mean, they, they it was like these young the young people made the movie and they like had this shoestring budget and Amazon loved it. And 
it's crazy. So yeah, I need to watch it. I'm I'm so behind on just about damn near everything. So well, I am too. Chris turned it on because he, he. I think Aliens is kind of our our middle ground. You know, it it's it's it's, it's paranormal and it's also Star Wars ish. So it just works for us. So he turned it on one day and I'm like, oh, this is pretty good. It was actually beautifully shot, well acted. Nobody I'd ever seen before. Really well done. Super excited. I can't wait for yeah. you to check it out and tell me what you think. I am ready. It's a it's a four day weekend this weekend, uh, or no three day oh, weekend right? for me. Friday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So I'm gonna watch movies every single day, every single night, and it's gonna be magical. Awesome. I have a story, real quick, if you have time. I have time. So this comes from Christy Eaton. She says, hey guys, so I just found your podcast last week and I've been binge listening at work. I'm in love with your podcast and I've added your show to my watch list. I have a short story for you about a fur baby who's passed on. Aww. When I was younger, around 12, we had a male calico cat named Honey. We had him for quite a while. He was overly sweet and cuddly. He slept on the end of my bed every night. He ended up having a stroke in my bedroom while no one was home. Oh, kitty. I'm pretty sure the stroke made him blind. Not sure if that's possible, but you know. He would fall down the stairs and get stuck in a corner in my room like he would walk in circles and we'd have to help him out. Poor baby. She says, my parents decided it was best to put him down and didn't tell us beforehand. That's the toughest judgment call as a parent ever. We came home from school and they told us. Again, I was 12 and my sister was nine. That night I heard him in, quote, his corner and felt him jump on my bed and cuddle at my feet. I experienced this for months. I would tell my parents and sister about this and they never believed me. My sister had my niece nine years ago and ended up living with my parents for a while. They set up my old bedroom. One night, my niece, who was around two at the time, was tucked into her toddler bed and she kept kicking her feet and telling my sister she didn't want the kitty on her feet. And she repeatedly kept bringing up Auntie's kitty. They didn't have a cat at the time. My sister brought it up and I knew exactly who it was. Now I have a daughter, she's two, and we live with my parents while in transition. Guess who's hanging out again? She sees him and she feels him too. Honey knows he's my favorite fur baby. You guys are amazing. Thanks for bringing weird, creepy things to our eyes and ears. Christy Eaton. Well, that was a feel-good story. That was so beautiful. It reminded me... And I hate to be a cliff, a little cliffhanger folk. I hate to be clickbaity, but it reminds me of a story. But I'm going to save it for next week. Oh, look at you. That was brilliant, Nick. Thank you. Thank you. It, 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 I, I love like really personal stories like that. And while that one is far more feel good than the one that I have, it oh. does remind me of one that I've been meaning to, to share uh, for a couple weeks. But you know it. You're familiar with it. But yeah, I, I love like the home stuff like the home stories of of you know the ghost of grandma or the ghost of the of the the cat yeah sibling or whatever it is those are so fascinating 
They are. They totally are. I will say, um, a couple months ago when I had those weird shadows on that Instagram thing I did with my friend Tiffany. Tiffany still, I think it's my ghosts. Tiffany still swears it's it's my dogs that passed last year. So she could be right. I don't know. Um, my dogs. They, they were a handful. I think they'd let me know they were here. I think Tasha, especially the Neo Mastiff, would still knock me down on my ass if she were haunting my house right now. <laughs> I feel like she's off to the rainbow playing with uh, Anna, my spirit, who moves my Belveda wrapper on my desk because they made fast friends. <laughs> should, I guess we should just leave this on a happy note, right? I like happy. Happy's good. We need more happy. We do need more happy. But, guys, we appreciate you so much. We appreciate all the shares, all the retweets, all the talent. Just telling your friends in person. If you don't have any friends, just scream it from the rooftop. I don't have a whole lot of friends, so I stand in my house and scream it. My neighbors fucking hate me. I'm not, I know Nick does the same, too. So, But yep. you've been listening to Oddity Files, the creepy, cryptid, otherworldly podcast. And I'm Kitsy Duncan. And I'm Nick Floyd. Weird is the new cool. Ghost on. I almost missed it. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I you didn't. did it. <laughs> Yay. Oddity Files is an independent production. Intro music created by DJ Jimmy. Wah, wah. 2020 artwork created by me, Kitsy Duncan. The opinions expressed in this podcast are ours and ours alone. Well, maybe yours too. If you like the show and would like to support us, visit oddityfiles.com and click on support or go to patreon.com slash oddityfiles. Every little bit helps with both the podcast and the TV show. You can also support us by watching Oddity Files on Amazon Prime. It's free to Prime members and dirt cheap to those who aren't. You can find us on all the social media sites at Oddity Files. Keep spreading the word by sharing, retweeting, and reposting. Join our Oddity Files Facebook group by searching Oddity Files Fan Group and click join. We'll approve you as soon as we can. All weirdos are welcome. Not into that social media stuff? Tell your coworkers, family, even the weird guy who just won't stop talking to you in line for coffee. Oh, and grandma. Your grandma will love us. We appreciate each and every one of you. And if it weren't for you, we have no idea what we would do with our lives. If you have a story you'd like to submit, send it on in at oddityfilescrew at gmail.com. Also, send in story ideas, silly, weird memes, or just positive vibes to oddityfilescrew at gmail.com. You can also call in and leave that in a voicemail. Call us at 317-300-6699. To contact us about an appearance, reach out at kitsy at oddityfiles.com. When you have a sec, rate, review, and subscribe. We know it doesn't sound like much, but it really helps us get up there on the podcasting charts. And remember, kids, weird is the new cool. Ghost on. Um, why are you still here? Go on. Get out of here. Turn it off. It's done. Really? I swear. Go. Get. 
Serious, I'm out of here.